and uh, the assistant said, this isn't really bothering you too much, is it? I said, no. I said, I run and all that. So when all was said and done, I passed the stress test, and thankfully it wasn't my heart. But Dr. Tucker, Tucker, knowing that I was pastor, sat with me, looked at me and said, Bob, he said, I think this is stress. And I think that it would be a good idea for you to think about some lifestyle changes and uh, things that will help you to be able to manage that. Because if you don't, who will? And later, thankfully, we found out that I had some thyroid issues, and that was causing my heart to do what it was doing and, uh, and all. But I remember that time in my life, and maybe you've been there, maybe you're there now, and I would suggest that life is a stress test. Life is a stress test, that everything we experience in some way or another can cause us stress, even good things, successes can cause us some stress in our lives. Also, the failures or our work or relationships or family or health issues, uncertainties, financial situations, all of these things can cause stress. And it can increase the pressure on us until we start to feel overwhelmed and vulnerable, sort of like that pencil Pastor Aaron used in the children's message where it was too much stress and it caused it to break. Sometimes we can feel it come on suddenly and other times it's over a long period of time. Perhaps you're in a situation right now where you feel things are just piling up and you're overwhelmed or constantly worried. You are not alone. The word in the scripture we'll study in just a few moments comes, uh, the word worry, Jesus uses, comes from a Greek word that uh, has to do with feeling strangled or choked. Often when we are overwhelmed, we feel like things are just closing in on us. It robs us of our joy. Maybe we feel like a washing machine stuck on the spin cycle over and over and over again. If this is you, and often it's me too, you are in the right place. If you are worried or feeling the burden of stress, join the club. None of us is immune from feeling stressed or overwhelmed. And we want to listen to God's word, which is so comforting to us, and hear how Jesus talked to his disciples and helped them to trust in the providence of God and to not live in the spin cycle of worry and stress. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Jesus, part of the Sermon on the Mount, teaches his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? 
see how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, your little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to us. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus is helping the disciples to trust in the providence of God. And now we know that Jesus is wise enough not to allow the disciples to think they can just chill and don't worry and be happy and not have to do anything. Because part of the ministry that they are about is justice and righteousness work. And we know that Jesus said, what you have done to the least of these, my children, you've done it unto me. So it's not that uh, they're just to chill and not worry about life. But he's saying that they're to trust in the providence of God, in the promises of God, in the provision of God, as they have left their families and their occupations to follow him as disciples. He knows that they're going to have There's a passage from the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians that I love. It's been very helpful to me, and perhaps it has been to you. As I've offered counsel to church members who feel overwhelmed, this passage has been a help. Paul was under his first Roman imprisonment and writing to the Philippian believers. He had heard reports about their struggles, including some conflict between members. And in chapter 2, he decides to send his helper, Epaphroditus, back to Philippi to help them in their challenges. And Paul says, I'm sending Epaphroditus back to you, and I send him back to you. It will help me not to be as concerned about you because he will be there to help you. And in verse 28 of chapter 2, Paul writes, Therefore, I am all, uh, I am all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and Paul writes that I have may that I may have less anxiety. Paul did not say that I will be free of anxiety or free from worry or free from stress. He said I pray that I will have less anxiety. Hence the title of the sermon series the stress less life. I don't think there is such a thing as a stress free life. If you have experienced it, I want to see you right after church. And hear all about it. But I do believe that we can have less stress with God's help. And today I'm going to share a few things that may practically help us have less stress That's the big idea. To experience stress is normal. With the unshakable presence of God's peace, we can live with less stress. Life will never be stress-free. So 
today we're putting down a little foundation. We'll define stress, look at some helpful tools for stress management, and hopefully these tools will help us to learn how to manage stress in the four primary stressor areas of life we're going to look at during the series, our schedules, our relationships, our personal finances, what's the other five, and our decision making, oh yes, all right, our schedule, our, our schedules, our personal relationships, our personal finances, and our decision making. Next Sunday, we'll do a little more groundwork, focusing on how God speaks, the pastor's understanding is a critical ingredient in trusting God with our stress, because God desires that we have his perfect peace. His word desires, that his word expresses this desire, both in the Old and in the New Testament. Isaiah prophesied, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, and what? And who? Prince of Peace. Yes, church, you got it. Isaiah also said, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And Paul the Apostle wrote to the Philippians, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God desires that we have his peace, that we are filled with peace, that we walk with peace. So next Sunday, as you, as you come back, we'll explore that, and then we'll get into the four areas of life where we can try to manage our stress better. Let's define stress briefly. And then we'll look at three helpful stress management tools. Stress is defined as a prolonged activation of the human body's fight or flight mechanism. You're, you're in our, our bodies are designed by God to deal with stressful situations. Our adrenaline pumps, other chemicals in our brains are fired. Our heart, our heart rate goes up, and these things help us to be prepared for stressful situations or to flee, to get away from whatever it might be. When we continually are on that spin cycle of stress, our bodies begin to become addicted to the hormones that are released during stress. We're, we can become addicted to adrenaline, and we're Go, 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 go. And that is very unhealthy. God did not wire us to live that way. God gave us all that for a purpose, but God does not desire for us to live that way. And when we are continually under stress, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being is in danger. And you knew that. So stress is when we 
prolonged activation of the human body's defense fight or flight mechanism. We experience stress because of stressors. So there's a difference between stress and stressors. Stressors are life's demands that increase or our capacity to handle them decreases. So stressful situations increase, our capacity decreases. So stressors occur, and we experience stress because we have less capacity to handle them. Now, I gave you some information in your sermon notes section. You can explore that more. Here's a quick story. Back in February, to celebrate Melanie's birthday, a little late, we took Isabella to Carrie Underwood's concert in Charlottesville at John Paul Jones Arena. And so we, we left here, drove to Harrisburg to pick her up from college, drove back to Charlottesville, a little, got a, booked in our, a hotel, plan was to go to the concert, and then the next day, check out of the hotel, drive back to Harrisburg, drop her off, and then drive back to Midlothian, right? That's kind of busy, right? But it's all good. We planned it. We knew what we signed up for. Choir, what I did not sign up for was when we pulled into John Paul Jones Arena parking deck and my car broke down. We had just pulled into our parking space and then radiator. That's a stressor, and I felt stress. Thankfully, I didn't let it ruin our evening. I said, you know what? There's not a thing in the world we can do about it. We are going to the concert. We enjoyed the concert, and then when we got back to the parking deck, I said, y'all, we're just going to sit in the car until everybody else leaves the parking deck, and then we're going to see if we can make it to the hotel. And if we can't, we'll call AAA. And we made it through, got the car in the shop the next day, rented a vehicle, everything worked out, and got home and picked the car up the next morning after it had broken down. But that was a, a situation that very stressful, but I'm thankful that I was able to take a deep breath. Okay, I'm not going to allow this to ruin our experience. So I hope you have the difference between stressors and stress. Now, here are three very brief stress management tools. The first one is in the physiological area. That's the human body area. And we can practice relaxation techniques. Uh, we can exercise. It's good to have exercise every week. Some say three or four days a week, half an hour a day. And then others to watch our diet, all right? Uh, so I want to focus on one, and that is uh, the relaxing part. And I have something that can help us today. Uh, the choir can see the back because I have two of the same image. And I'm thankful for Liz Bass because when she volunteered in the office the other day, she made this box for me. So thank you, Liz. If you come volunteer in the office, you never know what you're going to get to do. This is called the, uh, the box breathing method. And if you can see it on the screen and on the box, 
start at one of the corners and start at the top and to breathe in deeply for four seconds. You decide. And then as you go hold it for four seconds. Exhale for four seconds. Rest your breath for four seconds. And breathe in for four seconds. And so forth. And you just repeat that four times wherever you are. If you're driving, don't shut your eyes, fall asleep. But the, that, the box breathing method is a way to help center ourselves and manage our stress. Second is behavioral, how to do with our stuff we do. There's pastoral counseling, I highly recommend. Coaching, I do both. And self-direction, these are things that, that you learn on your own, tools that you study and implement in your life. And I just want to share one again, and that is the Virginia Institute of Pastoral Care. We have a church member who's a counselor there, and there are several brochures out in the Narthex at the Welcome Center and also in the area in the commons where our care notes are located. And I encourage you to pick one of these brochures up to share with a friend or if you need it for yourself to seek some pastoral counseling in times that you are feeling a need. And I encourage you that it's very, very helpful. And then there are also some prayers that we can um, share as we pray in our quiet times. Uh, the Jesus prayer I use quite often Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Over and again, that can be so comforting. And another is the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And then finally is the cognitive in our minds. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have an inner soundtrack that, that causes me to be apprehensive or lack self-confidence or to have self-doubt or to feel inferior or to try to please everybody. These soundtracks sometimes come from when we were way younger. And when we are stressful, sometimes we'll, we'll go back there and so I'm, I'm suggesting that with the help of counselors that we can change our inner soundtrack. That soundtrack could, could say, Bob, you are worthy. You are valuable. Uh, I, am, I am happy with you. I am proud of you. You are good. These internal soundtracks, so it's this cognitive tool to help us not continue to go back to places where we don't want to go. So the physiological, the behavioral, and the cognitive. Implementing tools that can help us manage 
What's causing you and me to be stressful and to be worried today? I encourage you to name it. A few weeks ago, we talked about fear, and I encourage you to name your fears, to us name our fears. Name the stressors in our lives. What's stealing our peace and joy? What's that internal soundtrack that's been playing that needs to be replaced? And my encouragement to all of us is will we stop letting stress and worry control us, and will we be, make a deliberate decision to turn our worries, anxieties, and stresses over to Jesus today? Instead of trying to manage all of this ourselves, will we go to God and surrender everything to his loving, capable hands to walk free of those paralyzing, choking fears once and for all because Jesus is waiting for us to do so. He is waiting for us to cast our cares on him and promises that he will sustain us into this life and will show us the promises of the life that is to come through the resurrection of Jesus.